Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. Today, uh, we have a very exciting guest. Exciting guest? Yes. Yo. <laughs> we have an exciting guest. Um, as you can see on the smile on my face, we have someone, probably one of the greatest piano players I know, personally know. We have uh, some... Uh, he was a fellow youth leader of mine. Now he has moved on to beer and bathing. <laughs> I love this intro. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I love him to bits. Uh, and it's been a pleasure, I guess, getting to know him more and more uh, as the time has gone by. Only a year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Only right, a everyone, year. And it's wild. Wow, Everyone, please welcome Stephen. <laughs> Don't want to clap too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yo, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> to have you. Um, to, so we just came back from church. Mm-hmm. My throat, because I've mm. done a lot of talking, might not be the best, but mm-hmm. we shall. We shall see I feel like after church in general, we've been yelling for like four <laughs> hours at lunch yep. and we're all a little bit fried. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Is what it is. I have my tea, my special tea. Yes. Um, what are you drinking? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. It's just random. Okay. Is that my cousin? All right. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm drinking, just so the viewers know, a chamomile <laughs> and spearmint. So, very interesting concoction today. <laughs> Love that. Um, okay. So, to start off, mm. um, I would love to hear, obviously, I know you, mm. but I feel like maybe some people don't know you. Mm. So, I would love to hear about you, who you are, what you do. Mm-hmm. Anything you find interesting about yourself? Anything I find interesting about myself? Well, um, I am... I don't even know how to answer this question. My goodness. Um, I am a human. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> about myself. Look, I am a 26-year-old person. I'm, I am a boy. I am a believing like believing, believing, believer, (laughs) which means I'm believing in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe in um, his word being the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I love the church. I'm passionate about the church and all sorts of ministries. And, you know, more recently, I would say almost a new passion that I feel God has ignited in my life has been a real passion for discipling people. Um, So that's like the, the most recent, description of where I'm sort of at in life is obviously working full time, um, church and family and all of that is what my life sort of revol- revolves around. Um, do you want to mention what you do for work at all? Um, I work in HR. So that's pretty much what I do for work. <laughs> what HR is, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you said you were 26, right? Yes. He, I mean, I mentioned that he didn't mention it. Did you? Piano playing? I do play the piano. Yeah, he's very good at uh, piano. Yeah. It's, it's look, it, it's funny. I don't even think of myself. As a piano player? Yeah, like it's a very foreign experience for me. I, you know, also, you know what, I'm not going to say that. But I, <laughs> um, it is a bit weird that I play the piano. What do you mean? I, why is it weird? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I feel like people think I, think I am a piano player. I don't think of myself as a piano player. Like it's just something that I- You're just, an artist. 
I'm an artist. <laughs> I am. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of people think that's like my biggest thing, which, okay, like that's cool. I think because you do that every Sunday. That's, every yeah, people Friday. see it a lot, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot more to me than, than the piano player. Yeah, I just thought it was Stephen the piano player. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was more. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's not everything, obviously, but. Okay, so if I was to intro. ask you this question, like, t- how would you answer it? Like if I said, who, who are you? Or like, tell me about yourself. Like, what's the first thing that you would say? Uh, well, everyone knows me, but I'd say I'm Jonah, 23. Uh, I like football. I like okay. like being a nerd. I like okay. Pokemon. Pokemon? We like Pokemon. Marvel. And mm-hmm. like, it's the standard stuff. Mm. Okay. And then the whole Christianity thing. But yes. we'll get into that. Okay. For you. For you. Yep. Um, but yeah, that, that was a good insight. Okay. It's funny because why is it the hardest question? To I don't know. Answer? I feel like I'm in a job interview and I'm very nervous. That's literally what Sarah, Sarah said the first, the first guest we had on and said that. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk about your testimony a Let's little bit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I say this to every guest and mm-hmm. I'm sure the viewers, the viewers have heard this enough and mm-hmm. then they'll continue to hear it. But you can either start from birth. I don't know. Like I started from birth. I don't know if you heard mm-hmm. mine. It started from birth. You can start from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Start from whenever you want. Mm-hmm. You can go in as much detail as you like. Alrighty. Go as little detail as you like, but we'll, Let's do we'll it. make it happen. So, um, I think my life journey um, began sort of quite a big family. I'm the youngest of probably 16 grandkids on my the youngest boy sorry of 16 grandkids on my dad's side most of my mum's family are in america i actually didn't um, know that what the yeah wow because the people i know you're one of the oldest i am it's it's funny it's, like it's so god strange. just gave the oses many girls after okay. <laughs> um <laughs> after me That's a um yeah, sorry. but basically sort of grew up very much a church kid so went through sunday school went through youth group um and like i remember as a kid um i didn't really love church i think like in hindsight there were definitely bits of church that i loved but i remember feeling like i just hated waking up in the morning and um yeah i you know sunday school taught by my amazing auntie elaine um and yeah went got into youth group after that and always just sort of yeah (laughs) this is very unusual um but yeah always just in church like my whole life i've just been um like in in that church um community Mm. so i would probably say though i had sort of knowledge about who God was and who Jesus was. Um, it took quite a while for me to really grasp relationship with him. I would say when I was in year nine, I remember experiencing the joy. So I was, would have been 14 when I was in year nine. And I remember experiencing like the joy of the Lord for the first time. And I remember reading God's word and reading little verses and feeling God speak to me when I was in year nine. And that brought, that was like a very new thing for me because I'd done so many Christian things and I was already in ministry. Like from the time I was in year seven, I was um, playing the keys. Um, But I had a little glimpse of relationship with God in year nine, whether or not I was saved, it's, like I cannot pinpoint it mm. as a lot of church kids cannot. 
Um, but I felt, and this is where we can probably get a bit deeper. <laughs> I'm the youngest of three kids. So I've got my oldest sister, Alana, and then middle child, Dan. We love Dan. And then me. And growing up, they were such good Christian kids. Like Alana was just the dream <laughs> daughter. Like yeah. she was just um, like adored at church and she was um, such a respected um, like godly girl and she was not in any way um, rebellious and she wasn't I don't know there was there's, there's something very unique about Alana and her faith and I think the Bible like it it talks it like in if you read Ecclesiastes it, it talks about how um, is it Solomon who wrote Ecclesiastes yeah. and he said remember God in the days of your youth. And I think more often than not, people don't. Um, and they will like in their youth or in their teenage years, they'll often go into the world or go into whatever it is. And for, for a very small handful of people who do not go into the world, but actually delve into like God and the life that he has for them, there's a very special blessing on those people. Um, so I had my sister Alana, she was, you know, like just such a good girl. And then my brother, who was also like a very good um, sort of like Christian kid as well. Mm -hmm. And I always felt as the youngest, and I'm curious to know if you felt this way as well, but I didn't want to be like them. Um, and I always felt like I was a very, and I still am quite a competitive kid where if, like, and that's how I learned piano, actually. Like, Alana started first and she was learning chords in her room. And when she was gone, I would go in and I wanted to play better than her. <laughs> that's, um, that's, so, that's I always funny. wanted to do things different. Um, I never wanted to just follow the same footsteps because of them. Um, and I felt that around that year nine, year 10 mark, like, because I, I experienced the joy of the Lord then um, for a very short time. And then... After that came this, like, my eyes were slowly being opened to the world and everything in this world, like everything, all the fun and all of the sin and all of the things that I had never learned about, all the things I'd never um, thought about or, you know, like things you don't learn about in church, things you don't, like we didn't speak about at home. And it was, they, they, these were just things that I was super um, just keen to just it started off quite slowly like oh yeah. my gosh like i don't know how detailed to get here but, <laughs> but like i don't know it could be like smoking for example or drinking and i would just be really curious about it and then i would start like talking about it at school and then eventually it would be talking about like oh do you know people who do smoke and then from then it just progressed and progressed until i was actually trying those things myself yeah. um so i don't know was was that the same experience for you when you looked at your older, because you got one sister, two older brothers, but being the youngest, did you feel this sense of like, I want to do things differently? Oof, that's a, I actually don't think so. You it's didn't. very odd. Okay. Um, I guess to, a, I think as uh, me and Anthony, mm. so me and my the brother that's older than me, the first person I was on the podcast. Um, we we both like 
we both just learnt from like our parents, from our uh, older siblings. Mm. We learnt from their mistakes, okay. and we learnt we took the good, and obviously we took some bad, but mm. most of the bad we Your sort parents' of, mistakes, parents and older and siblings. older siblings, and same with Anthony. Okay. Like I would, I learnt from his mistakes, and mm. obviously I still make a bunch of mistakes and like mm. I do have similarities to to them like the negative parts mm. but f- most of the mistakes I think me and Anthony sort of filtered out pretty well wow which is okay yeah, that's God, great yeah my God's, God's see God's in my family <laughs> uh, like Alana never made mistakes <laughs> like, yeah, okay. um and I don't know it was very different like yeah, I yeah that's that's interesting but I, there was a like there was a, a part of me that if I got compared to Mm-hmm. my siblings especially mm-hmm. at school would just be like no actually not okay so what was that like <laughs> tell me in school you would have had teachers who taught your older brother your older sister your other older brother and then they teach you did they look at you and go oh my gosh you're Jeanette's little brother or was it like oh like what was that so it, for me it was so weird because Jeanette like she was smart she was okay. good all these things okay Roger mm. so my the sec- second eldest mm-hmm. He took all the like, like Jeanette was so good. How are you like this? Because he, he was a, I'm not going to say dumb kid, but he was, <laughs> he was a, someone that didn't care. Like mm-hmm. one of those kids. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think he took all of that. And mm. then Anthony was like. He gives me good kid vibes. He was really, yeah, he was a really he was good, good kid. He was smart. He, yeah. Like did work. Mm-hmm. And then there was me. <laughs> okay. Where like, I think, I think I had intelligence. I say mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm had intelligence i just didn't care at all mm-hmm. so it was a weird dynamic because people some teachers mm-hmm. knew my like my sister my brother mm-hmm. both my brothers mm-hmm. some only knew anthony so mm-hmm. sometimes i it wasn't even at school mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like at home it hurt even mm-hmm. more like whenever i'd get compared mm-hmm. to my my siblings yeah. so i'm like man i'm not them like <laughs> leave me alone mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, like that wasn't really like a part of me that stung too much. Okay, I, I do remember sometimes it would be like, "Don't compare me to." <laughs> yeah. To, Who did you get compared to the most? Um. So I, I think I'm most I was most similar to Roger, mm. but I would get compared most to Anthony, Anthony because of age. Because yeah, because yep. he's the closest to mm-hmm. me. Um, we always had these things. We have smart, dumb, smart, dumb. <laughs> 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 me too <laughs> Alana Dan me like Dan we love you <laughs> um, like the thing is me and Roger like we're not we're not really like, I, I beg to differ look I don't know Roger very well but you're a bright cookie I think uh, look I just didn't care like okay like academically yeah academically, okay interesting just, like studying forget about okay. it the thing is there was one one test I remember one exam I I, <laughs> I studied on. I got worse on that exam than I ever did. So I was like, "What's the point of studying?" <laughs> so after that, I was like, "I'm not studying anymore." Like, what the heck? <laughs> so that was my, interesting. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't care less. Like, so for me, I had um, I didn't because I, I was a bit of a wanting to do life differently to my sister and my brother. I actually went to a different school to them for most of my like 13 years okay um 
so and I was the spoiled one like like we grew up going to public schools and then I basically complained to my dad so much that he put me in a private Catholic school and then I went to a public high school and then went back to the Catholic system um and I remember like yeah my sister would just drop comments about how spoiled I was about all of that but anyways (laughs) it's interesting when I was in the public high school in year seven I had not only Alana and Dan, but I had Julian and Leith, my other older cousins. And every teacher had taught at least one of my family members. And so if I was going to get, oh, I love your sister, Alana. It was the best, um, like, possible, um, best best scenario because I always was going to get some extra favor with that teacher because of Alana. (laughs) Um, I didn't, I don't think Dan was overly, like, bad or overly good um but then i would often get, like if i remember like probably once or twice a teacher would be like oh you're laith's cousin because we all have the, the same last name and like laith was laith was a you know he was a little bit of <laughs> a um little bit of a, a troublemaker at school um but anyways i had a bit of um yeah interesting um Family dynamics. I definitely was a competitive kid, and I, like I still am quite competitive, but hopefully in a different way. Um, and yeah, growing up, I definitely did not want to be that same good Christian girl or boy that my sister and my brother were. Um, and also, I don't know if you remember, but back in those days, we were living in a culturally Christian time where the norm was Christianity. The norm was church going. Mm-hmm. I remember like going to, this is a core primary school memory when I first went to a Catholic school and obviously like growing up in a Baptist church, I didn't get my, I wasn't baptized as a baby. I didn't receive um, Holy Communion or anything like that. And I remember um, one of the, one of my classmates said to me, oh, like, have you had your Holy Communion? I said like, what do you mean? She's like, what do you mean you haven't? had your Holy Communion. And then she goes, have you been baptized? I was like, no, I haven't. And I hadn't taken any of the, the sacraments. And like, I was laughed at because of that. It's like, I was, I didn't fit in because I wasn't religious enough right, in right, year five. Um, and so, but, but obviously now it's a very different age, but I think, yeah, back then everyone was Christian, everyone and their parents went to church. And I think I just sort of felt like, no, I don't want to just do that for the sake of doing that. Like I want to make sure I want to do me. I want to figure life out my own way. Mm. Um, and I would say year 10, when I was 15 years old, I definitely really went into the world and I was having a lot of fun in the world. Um, it was very short lived. It wasn't so 10 to 15. No, no, no. Uh, in year 10, oh, in year when, 10. when I was 15 years old, and that sort of continued throughout um, year 11 as well. And then I remember, so one of the things that was really important to me in high school, and it's funny, I don't actually, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but was doing well in school. And I was doing terrible in school for most of high school. But I had this like fear of year 12 and I had this fear of getting a bad um, HSC mark and, you know, what's going to happen after year 12. I didn't want to be like I knew I had potential. Like I think I I could do well in school if I put my mind to it. But like, I don't know, from year eight 
to year 11, I really was just flopping. And then um, year 11 started and I'm like, okay, I've officially dropped geography. I've dropped history. I've dropped all the subjects that don't matter. I've just got the subjects I want, which were all like the business subjects and whatever. And I thought... I've got it like, this is what counts now. I want to put my mind into this and I actually want to do well. And I picked all the subjects that I wanted and I was actually doing really badly in school. And I was also at the same time while I was doing really badly in school, enjoying the world. Right. And I, they, they correlate together. hundred percent. They totally correlated together. And I think that, um, yeah, but like basically I knew that in order for me to, it's weird. I, I had this faith as a 16 year old kid that I, that God had what I wanted, not necessarily what I needed because I needed him more than anything, but I wanted, um, I wanted a good HSC mark. I wanted a good ATAR, right? Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't going to get it my own way. And so I... I remember like my year 11 final for English, I think I got 22%. Like I was at the, wow. I, I was at the very end of my, um, were you still putting in effort or no, at that point I had, I just, I wasn't listening. Like I hadn't memorized my quotes like <laughs> for the exam and I just like totally flopped it. There was nothing I could say mm. like in the exam and you just like, there's nothing worse than like sitting in an exam where you actually just don't know anything. Um, but anyways, I, I, Finished year 11 and I remember thinking, okay, I'm about to start year 12 now. This is what counts. I'm not proud of much in my life. Like I'm not proud of how well I'm doing at school. I'm not proud of, um, I don't know, like the direction my life is going in. And I also had a lot, a lot of worldly ambition um, at the time. So <laughs> what was your dream job as a kid, Jonah? Football player. <laughs> okay. So my dream job when I was 16 year old, 16 years old was to be a bartender. Okay. So I had a whole bartending era. I was like going on YouTube, like how to make a margarita, how to make. And like at the time, like, I don't know, my mum was on board with it. So like she bought me like a little cocktail making kit and I was like making margaritas at That's home. That's so funny, well. um, It's and- funny because there's another world where I can see, I can see you bartending. <laughs> I, I basically like... The whole clubbing scene was so big when I was in high school and it was like the second anyone would turn 18, they go to the city That's and they, they just go clubbing. You were still at the, the Catholic Yeah, I was at the Catholic school. school. Oh, okay. um, and so I had this whole bartending phase and like I remember loving house music. And this is an example of where me and my sister would clash, where we'd be in the car and I'm wanting to listen to like some good like G up music. Like I'm wanting to listen to like some good, I don't know, just vibey. Yeah. Give me like some good, you know what I'm saying? Like anyways. So she was playing the most annoying, like no offense to anyone who likes this music, but like country Christian, like I feel like you like this stuff, too. like Figging in country and third day and all of these bands. That's the first one you said King and country for King and country. I've heard them. I don't know. Couldn't tell you what they sing, but they're probably great. I'm sorry if people <laughs> like them, but any, but you know, it wasn't just the music, like the, the songs aren't that bad, but because my sister liked them, I instantly didn't like them. Like, I remember there was like one or two that like, I low key, like I low key liked, but I just was too proud to admit it. Um, so yeah, just as an example, like I, I 
one of my ambitions was when I get my license, I'm going to listen to music loud because Alana was so like, she's just so good in the car and the volume would always be so reasonable. <laughs> and like, it, it was just annoying. Like, no, like let's listen to some good music. Um, so I had that ambition for sure. And I definitely was like planning to turn 18, <laughs> like go to the city with some friends, like, enjoy that scene and then i had it in the back of my mind that you know like all the other boys that i had grown up watching late in my 20s i'm going to come back to church and i'm going to find a really good christian <laughs> girl and i'm going to get married um so anyways whilst this is happening i'm like flopping my grades in school and then um yeah i we had a, a youth camp and the youth camp was um, the theme of the youth camp was fan or follower. So the whole idea being, oh, <laughs> would you call yourself a fan of Jesus or would you call yourself a follower of Jesus? Um, and I couldn't, like, this is a camp from 2013. I was 16 years old. Oh, and I remember just feeling so much pressure to, to succeed in school. And I knew I couldn't do it on my own. But I also felt really far from God and I felt I really lacked joy. And though I despised like parts of my sister, I could see she had real joy. Mm. And deep down, I was jealous of that because beyond like the good Christian girl that she was and all the respect she had, she was actually happy. And she was like, she had a purpose in life and I was jealous of that. Can I, so yeah. when, you, when you say happy, <clears throat> um, let's say something like something bad happened. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like death. No, no, like just in her life, let's say, I don't know, she got teased or something, something happened that she didn't like. Was she still in school at this time? Probably not. No, so the, she's five years older than me, yeah. so she would have been in uni when let's I was Let's say there. like she was just struggling yeah. with something yep. during that time. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't necessarily be happy, but did you still sense that joy even in those moments? Um, It's funny, I don't really, so it's it's interesting, like, I, I don't remember seeing Alana struggle much growing up. Right. Um, and I remember feeling that maybe that was part of it. I felt I couldn't relate to her um, because I felt her life was perfect, though it, it definitely wasn't. And I know she had struggles, but to me, I, I, I didn't really see her um, struggling with much. I, I, I remember she would spend a lot of time in her room with her Bible open um, and yeah, like I, I remember like I was that sibling and, and honestly, I still am this sibling where I will walk into your room and just stand there and I'll just annoy <laughs> you. And, and now that she's like married with kids, like I'll just do that to my brother. Like he'll just be, I don't know, just come home from work. I'll walk into his room and just stand there. Um, <laughs> you won't say anything, just stand there. I'll, I'll stand there, like I'll sing, I'll do something dumb and then I'll walk out. <laughs> like, so like a cat. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Um, so I don't really remember seeing Alana go through anything, um, like drastic. Um, and one thing about my family is we, we always struggle in private. So we don't show people oh, yeah. and it's just something I'm trying to unlearn very, you know, <laughs> seriously yeah. is that 
I just pretend like we, we're major internalizers and we sweep a lot of our feelings under the rug and we sweep a lot of real issues under the rug and we'll sort of ignore the elephant in the room and we're not expressive people either. So when there is an issue, it's easier not to talk about it. Therefore, we won't talk about it. And I feel that's sort of that hasn't worked well for me in my friendships. I don't think it would it, work well for anyone, to be honest. It doesn't. And people like Bobby and Simon have really challenged me to see that there is wisdom in showing people your emotions and showing people what upsets you. But for me, it's actually, there's a root of pride in it. Cause it's like, no, nothing hurts me. I'm so thick skinned. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, Oh, I, I like you, you there's nothing you can say that that's going to bother me when in fact, I'm actually quite a sensitive person. So, um, that's, uh, interesting. So I'm going to, yeah, pause you there they're interesting that you say that because um my family very similar like i mean anything that happened to me probably till like the age of maybe 20 i don't know i would just keep to myself i wouldn't care like Mm. just like i I can deal with it on my own like Mm. that i don't know i just want to say anything to anyone Mm. even like showing affection Mm -hmm. like the thing is, you'll see you'll see my family mm. like they they all love each other, they're all close to each other, right? Mm-hmm. But there's not much much affection. Oh, it, there's a lot more now, but before mm. there was no like affection. We wouldn't hug each other. There was no like right. none of that. I mean, me and my siblings still don't hug. Yeah, <laughs> like um, the only person I hug is pretty my mom. Mm. Um, there's no affection. Yeah. So coming out of that and unlearning, like you said, unlearning mm. these things where like showing no affection, mm-hmm. and, and it's not uh, it's not like a for me, it wasn't like a, like you look at it, it's not a bad thing because my mm-hmm. family's all close and we all love mm-hmm. each other, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it, outside of the family, when I have, mm-hmm. let's say I, I get a girlfriend, like mm-hmm. I need to show them affection. Mm-hmm. Um, True. I need to show my emotions. You show her when she upsets you. Yeah, stuff yeah, like that. 100%. And I'm like, yep. yeah, we all are just bottled up. And mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. I, think, I think there was just a, a moment that switched and I was like, mm-hmm. Why am I hiding all of this? Mm. And I think I may have become the extreme opposite. Oh, really? How interesting. <laughs> um, oh, that's so true. Because you are someone when I, like from when I first sort of met you and connected with you, where you had this real sense of um, like, it is realness. Like you you wouldn't pretend to be perfect or you wouldn't pr- pretend not to have struggles. And that was very refreshing for me because growing up, like the Christian boys that I had sort of around me, I couldn't relate to. Mm. And I'd never really talk, hear them talk about real issues. And when they talk about sin and temptation, it would be like, oh, you know, hanging out with the wrong people and swearing. And it wasn't real things that like, yes, th- those are real things. But for me, that wasn't the real yeah. stuff. And I remember when I met you and you were telling me about things that, um, you know, in terms of temptation that we all struggle with, um, I was like very... <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I was a bit confronted by it, but then I was actually very refreshed by it. And till this day, I, I've never been more open as a person about my struggles than I am now. And I actually credit people like you Thank for that. You. <laughs> I remember like one of the first men's Bible study I went to, I was genuinely new to the church. I just, <laughs> I just opened like, I didn't necessarily open up about myself, but mm. oh, no, I actually did. Mm-hmm. I just said like, lads... Let's say I've been struggling with this thing. Mm-hmm. 
and then all the boys said you can sort of feel like mm. uh, like a literally <laughs> in, in the room literally and it's just like everyone was thinking about the same thing mm-hmm. but because everyone's sort of maybe mm-hmm. ashamed or whatever too mm-hmm. and that was me that that and the the truth is back in my like my old church mm. i had that I, I put that persona on myself where mm-hmm. i was like perfect and mm. i did nothing wrong or yep. whatever it was mm-hmm. to my to my youth to, mm-hmm. to members whatever yep. it was mm-hmm. the pressure that that has on you is is going to break you like that's not uh it's not a pressure that will make a diamond because mm. like that's not like it's not the truth mm-hmm. only the only pressure that's going to Break is the truth. Mm. So I said in you you listen to Sarah's podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that one, I say like there was a time where I felt undeserving. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That's mm. so mm-hmm. there was a lot of pressure on that, mm. but that actually came out refined. Mm. But yep. something like a lie, like oh, like I'm showing perfection, mm-hmm. mm. and, and the the fakeness that I was showing. We are not perfect. <laughs> yeah, the pressure yep. that what that was putting on me. Mm-hmm. That's just gonna break me. There's no yes. diamond coming out of that. Yes. Um. So it was. It was actually when I was at Word of Life where mm. I, I opened up. Mm-hmm. Um. After yeah. that, with with the, mm-hmm. my close friends, yep. I was like, lads. I keep saying lads, but I, I was like, we need. Well, there's some issues that we need to deal with, <laughs> like, yeah, and and like pride, lust, like the, the mm-hmm. things that men struggle with. These are a bunch of like mates of mine yep um i was like but we mm-hmm. need to sort this out yep and i've been hiding mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. but it's it's time and i think mm-hmm. there was a time period where i saw so much growth in the people around me mm-hmm. just because this one like dumb child was was brave enough to actually yeah. talk about themselves 100%. So it i love seeing yep. seeing that from you again mm-hmm. i think i might be a bit too extreme but <laughs> but you know what it what to be honest the extreme the extremity provides a safety net for me. If you've shared this much, I'm comfortable to share this much. Yeah, okay. Whereas if you started sharing this much, I would share even less. So I think um, for someone like me who's quite private about what is actually bothering me and what I'm struggling with, it's very refreshing. And it, it is that relief yeah. when I've got people around me who are open about their struggles because it just means I can be safe to be... Um, as honest about myself because Mm. clearly I am also a human who has struggles and who has evil desires and who has a lot of sin in my life and sinful thoughts and sinful words and and sinful things that I do that do not please God. Um, And so being around people who are equally um, aware of their sin and unafraid to talk about their humanity in that way is very refreshing. Because it Um, it brings out like... It brings out a thing of like, this is who I am. Yep. This is what God has saved me yes. from. Sometimes I, I tap into it and, mm-hmm. and like I mean, my, my, mm. my flesh shows, mm-hmm. but God has actually saved me mm. from this and mm. I might still struggle, whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if you speak to me about your mm. struggle or mm-hmm. like whatever, pride, mm-hmm. and then you turn around and you show humility. Mm. of like man he's struggling with pride but he's showing so much humility at this time mm. i'm struggling with pride mm. maybe i can be i can i can mm. actually conquer this pride mm. and mm-hmm. like yeah i think this is actually one of the reasons i don't think i said this but 
one of the reasons I wanted to start the podcast is mm. to allow people to talk mm. about themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> as like as shallow as that sounds. Mm. It's like people need to express mm. themselves because like you sharing this can affect mm. anyone. Mm-hmm. It's I mean it's <laughs> I didn't know a lot about like everything you've said so far. Mm. I know you haven't really gone like extremely deep into what you've mm. shared, but there's stuff that I didn't know about yep. you. Yeah. Sure. Stuff that's like pretty cool. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like you went to a Catholic church and uh, Catholic school. <laughs> school, <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a, there yeah. was a lot like yes, and like this is really cool. It is cool. Um, I yeah. think going back to your family and like I suppose that whole um, like it's like a I don't know a, a personality thing of we just don't express ourselves and we don't talk about the elephant in the room maybe it's also like a response it's like a defense thing of protecting ourselves where we just keep it inside um because bringing it out is risky um but i think i've had really good chats with your mum, and she's i love lordy and (laughs) and her parenting style is very also refreshing um and she's told me about how she was she was very open with you guys and she would um no details about what you guys were going through throughout your high school life um whereas in my house ev- like all five people in my family are very much like Separate. in our rooms um or like if we're together it's we're just watching tv like we, we don't actually know what's mm-hmm. going on in each other's lives mm-hmm. um and uh, so i would yeah. say my mom was the probably actually i can't remember but i think my the, mom was like the, the catalyst one, yeah she was she the one person it. that like she was linked to everyone okay um, oh okay so it was only her it wasn't you siblings talking with each other I actually, did, did I you know what remember. anthony was going through did you know what Jeanette was I don't going think through so. especially as the youngest you're always curious, like, what are they up to? Like, I feel like Alana has an issue with this person at church. I wonder what that is. Like that, or like same thing with Dan or an older cousin. I always felt a little bit out of the loop with those things. Like the, the only, the only time I would sort of know about, like, I'm trying to think back now. Like, I don't know what they struggle with at school mm. or whatever it is. The only time mm. I would know is like, if they're talking in the car on the way to church or something. <laughs> like that's the only time like Janelle would be, be talking about a situation to me. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I've got <laughs> memories. I feel like I'm really exposing my family, but I'm sorry. But it's like, I don't know. It, it, when someone in the family is crying, it's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Something's gone wrong. And no one would be in the room with them while they were crying, except maybe my dad would be there or maybe my mom would be there. Um, so, yeah, I feel like my whole family are quite private people. Mm. And... Um, I, I actually think there's, there's, there's definitely um, an extreme, but there is also an element of wisdom in not yeah. <laughs> just yeah. showing everything you, you feel and saying everything that you think um, and just giving everything away so freely to mm. people who aren't going to understand you or who might misinterpret you. Um, so, yeah, I, I probably lean more on that extreme side and I'm trying to just... It's funny, a lot of people around me are very open and very expressive. And I just feel, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm just slowly, slowly getting pulled in that direction. Mm. Um, but anyways, this sort of started when you asked me about when I would see, did I ever see my sister go through a trial or anything like that? And how would she respond given the fact she was a strong, <laughs> how do we get to strong believer, <laughs> major tangent, but 
um, no, I ne- never really saw her like really struggle or maybe I never really knew about it, but, um, I felt like I was struggling in when I was 16 in school, went to this church camp, um, which was a very poignant topic because I knew a fan basically just is is going with the ride to get something out of it. Like a fan shows up to a game for entertainment. A follower, it costs them something. Yeah. So I was re- um, my whole mentality on walking with God was that God existed for my benefit and for my enjoyment of life not the other way around like for me to bring pleasure to god and for me to serve him so that uh, camp sort of flipped my whole life um and that was when i made a decision to follow christ and that was when i also made a decision to be baptized and maybe four months later i was baptized but i remember life did change pretty quickly from then like even in school like i remember like because I cared so much about doing well in U12. And I felt that was such a thing that was going to identify me afterwards is how well I did in mm-hmm. high school. Um, and it, it <laughs> it's an ongoing joke that my ATAR still defines me. <laughs> but I genuinely think it, it, it's so meaningless and it's so trivial and it doesn't mean <laughs> anything important to me now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, basically my, my life changed after that church camp and... I remember doing really well in school and I would pray about my exams and I would pray about the things that were uh, bringing me anxiety and bringing me fear. Were you you still indulging in like things of the world? No, no, no. I had straight off to camp. You're just like- No, no. I I stopped going to parties. I stopped um, like, like getting drunk. I stopped playing with fire. Um, definitely still struggled with sin and temptation, yeah, but my was that sorry was that straight after the camp? Yeah, straight okay. up after the camp. I was no longer. Yeah, wow. I also had a bad mouth in school that that changed. I, I didn't want to like they were the things I could easily control. Don't go to the party. Don't drink this drink. Don't smoke this. Mm. Um, and so I felt, yeah, like my yeah things changed quickly, and and my my grades flipped and I, I and I started working really hard and studying really hard and and I'll also say this to anyone who's in school I never never stopped going to church like I I was at church the the day before an exam I was at church mm. um like that that was always a priority I wouldn't always stay and hang out for the whole day but I would always go to church on Sundays mm. and um give God that day of my week um but since then it has absolutely been a whirlwind journey. And that was like, I feel the very start of my um, adventure with God. I was saying this to um, to Jesse yesterday, my cousin, how I feel the Christian life is such an adventure. <laughs> like, do you feel that? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like it, it, it isn't easy and you go through so much. But you, you don't go through it alone. Oh, and it's such a beautiful that. life mm. that we get to like soar above our circumstances. Um, so, it, it's definitely been a journey and I'm still got a very long way to go. <laughs> yeah. And I think of myself, what does the Apostle Paul say in Philippians? He says something along the lines of um, like, I want to know Christ. And he talks about how I haven't already attained 
it, but he's he's like, yeah, he's on his journey to knowing oh, Christ yeah. more. He wants yeah. to know him more. So that that's sort of where I'm at now. Um, but that's really where I felt my, that, that's where I feel God actually saved me because though I had had done lots of Christian things, I hadn't actually, it, I never gave my life over to God. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically how it all started. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, was there, so you, you, I'm going to say this testimonies doesn't mean when you came to mm-hmm. know Christ. Correct. But I will ask you, was there a time in life where you where you did come to know Christ? Like, was there a specific day? I, I was surprised. So most of the podcast so far, I think maybe only mine and Bobby's. No a day. No a day. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I thought most people knew a day and some people didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From what I, I do can... not know a day. Yeah, if I was to say a day, I would not say a Sunday school day. I would not say an early high school day. It would have been that camp okay. where... I hadn't just prayed a prayer. This is the difference between fan or followers is yeah. a fan will make a decision. A follower will make a commitment. Yeah. And there is a difference between those two things mm-hmm. because praying a prayer, it, it, like it's great. And, and often people start their the commitment that. with that prayer, but a prayer does not save you. A, a decision like, today like i've got to be careful with how i yeah, say this but 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 it, it's a it's a commitment to christ yeah, it and it and, and jesus says whoever wants to be my disciple must take up their cross and follow me so it does yeah. cost you something if you if you decide like oh yeah hmm. believe in jesus and mm-hmm. by your life because it's sold change. in church we we yeah. sell salvation mm-hmm. as if it's the best thing and we talk so much about the perks of it we say this is your, Jesus is your ticket to heaven, right? And life is going to be so good if you make a decision to follow Christ. What we don't talk is that there's a price you have to pay to follow Christ. Um, And so it is going to cost you your, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to like, I know what you're saying, but Mm. I'm going to say it's not a price that we have to pay. It's a price that we should want to pay (laughs) because it's, I don't know, like the, the whole Christianity, the reason why we do good things and mm-hmm. whatever like, good things, but is because we love God and that's what he tells us to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know what you're saying. This isn't a, it's not a workspace thing, 100%. Yeah, yeah. but it's not about what can I give God? It's what can I give up for God? Yeah, like, yeah. that's my point yeah. is like the conversation that Jesus had with, for example, the rich man and I'm not, I'm maybe conflating stories here, but um, I don't know. He has a conversation with Jesus and he says, what does he say? The rich man, when he says, uh, like, what must I do? Uh, I don't know. Something along the, the lines yeah. of like, uh, it might've been. Where he says the rich man is, uh, there's more, it's more likely for a camel yes. to go in the eye of a needle. Well, well he says to the rich it. man, like, um, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and then you will have treasure in heaven, right? Because that was the one thing that he lacked, which was the most precious thing to him. And it's like, oh Lord, I will follow you, but I won't give my all. I, I won't give the most precious thing to me. Um, so it's, it correlates a lot with what the, the sermon today. 
It does. <laughs> it's all about Jesus. It so is all every, about Jesus. Even the song that we that we sung last. Yes. Um, there was a line in it. Well, nothing else matters. Yes. <laughs> nothing else matters. Yep. And uh, whenever I hear that story, like of the rich man, of like mm. it hits hard because mm-hmm. I always start thinking of like what, what is something that I can't give up? Mm. And it's tough. <laughs> like even um, could I could I ask you what one of those things would be? That's that's the thing. Like let's let's look at Abraham Isaac. Mm. I always think about this, and mm-hmm. I said this to Fadi and Bashar. I was like, man, Abraham, like he had to offer up his son mm. that's wild mm-hmm. i'm like i looked at the boys i was like i don't know if i could offer you guys up like you're mm-hmm. not my son but mm-hmm. like i don't think i have like if, if god asked me to offer you up i would struggle a lot mm. i'm like abraham had to offer his son mm-hmm. so there's things like maybe like that's an issue um mm. family like <laughs> that's the next level mm-hmm. other things um Uh, I'm not too sure mm. um, if there was something that mm. I want God to reveal it to me, mm-hmm. but I think friends and family are massive. Mm. Um, maybe it is my comfortability. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I'm not too sure, but yeah. it, it is like, yeah. yeah, the fact that he gave his son, mm-hmm. I can't give like just a friend that I've known for a mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Like that's tough. Mm-hmm. I would give myself, the weird thing is I would give myself up. Mm-hmm. But I would give like yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I feel that I understand that. Do you have an answer to your question? Um, I I definitely feel. What was the question I asked you? Is there it something? Was, that is there something that you feel like you can't give up? It's a bit yeah. So I definitely say I would definitely say that even this year I have had to give up. There's been two things and I won't share exactly what those two things are, but there has been two things that I've had to give up, which were really precious to me. Um, And I didn't realize that maybe they had become idols very slowly in my life. Um, But, and this is the thing, and I've been having conversations about idolatry with um, my friends and how... What we don't realize, because we think idols are, like, we usually think of idols as evil, terrible things. Like, idols are often good things, Mm. especially for churched people who are there every Sunday, who are busy in ministry. Like, even ministry can become an idol. Do you know what I'm saying? So That has happened to me. Yeah. Um, So, often we find comfort in our idols. And when we're going through something or when we're going it might even just be an emotional thing like we, we, we might be lacking some self-worth or we might be feeling insecure about our future or we might be feeling insecure about our talents or what we're good at mm. and we'll turn to an idol for a bit of comfort and um i didn't recognize because in my mind they were good things and i would i wouldn't they weren't obviously causing me to sin they weren't causing me to sin in a very in yeah. an overt way mm-hmm. um so but your mind would always be on that like kind of that kind but of but it was like every time i thought about giving these things up um it was oh, i don't know how to describe it it's it was just something i i couldn't really fathom or really mm-hmm. understand 
um, that why would God want me to give these things up? Like God like gave these things to me. Um, so yeah, they, they were good things. And so I, God really patiently and graciously showed me that I was wanting these things from God more than I was wanting God. Mm. And so I had to painfully give them over to him. And it was a very ugly process. And um, there's been so much relief since then because I actually feel free now and I haven't felt free for a while in terms of, I don't know, just joy. And when I talk about life being an adventure, like you wouldn't get that analogy from me a year ago. Mm. So I think, yeah, the, the idols are often not obvious. And like we think about, um, God's people in the Old Testament, how Moses is on a mountain, like literally having a conversation with God himself, receiving the law. Like he would have, like the, the tablets that God wrote with his own hand, the Ten Commandments, while Moses is on this mountain, God's people are literally create, putting their jewelry together <laughs> yeah. and creating a golden calf, a beautiful, shiny golden calf. And then it's, I just can't imagine them like bowing down and prostrating towards this shiny object that they had made. And it it just seems so wrong. And obviously Moses comes down from the mountain and he sees them bowing down to this golden calf that they made and he's furious and he broke the beautiful (laughs) tablets with his own hands um, because he was just so righteously angry um, at his people for turning to idol worship and for not having the patience to wait on God. Um, And then we obviously know the rest of the story. Um, But yes, idols can be beautiful. And and we often think idols, um, we we don't realize because we've we've deceived ourselves into thinking this is a good thing. Like one of the, so as an example, I used to think of my job as a, as such a blessing from God and God gave me this job. Why would he take it from me? Like that was unthinkable to me. And so I was putting so much pressure to succeed in this job and, and I never was, I just couldn't as much as I was straining and striving to, to do well in this or it just wasn't possible. And I felt I kept failing God and I kept failing myself and I kept failing people in my workplace. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it, I think it, it, we all probably need to ask God, are there any idols in my life? And there might not be idols in your life. I think when I ask you, you're saying, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm idolizing my family. Like you, but you may not have one. Um, but I think there are definitely periods where I, yeah. I have <clears throat> idolized something, mm. um, might not show it or share what they are, but there mm-hmm. are times where like, something comes up mm. and I'll, I'll be going to God, whatever. Mm. But the thing that is constantly on my mind more than anything mm. is that situation or yeah. that thing. Um, and it's because I've put that thing in such a high position yes. in, in priorities in life. Yes. Like, that's just the only thing that's yeah. on my mind. Um, and sometimes that will happen where there is something going on and it's going to be on your mind. That's mm. more than okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the things we got to, cast our anxieties mm-hmm. on God. So mm-hmm. with that situation, 
mm. or with that thing. Be like, mm. God is far greater than that. Like this mm. thing is literal trash compared to mm. this. Um, mm. And I think we have to look at that for everything. Mm. And the, something that happened to you mm. and probably why Jesus said it to the, the rich man um, is that you, uh, you said you feel so free now after it mm. all happened. Mm. Um, and I think, I think it's so tough for us for, let's say like, let's say we have this job that is in mm. such like a high regard. That was now. the most trivial idol I could have given you. It's the most <laughs> like who idolizes their job. But, but just for the sake of being wise with what I share, yeah, yeah, that's, um, okay. that's what I, yeah, what I, what what I gave, exactly. but we'll go with it. <laughs> we'll go. Yes. Say my job, I idolize it so much. Like this is mm-hmm. the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and God is like, and yeah, then we feel like God wants to take it away from us. Mm-hmm. Like, why? But God, this mm-hmm. is something from you. Mm-hmm. The rich man might have been thinking like, God, mm-hmm. like, like all this money is because mm-hmm. you've given mm-hmm. it to me. Mm-hmm. But then you know, he takes it away. Mm-hmm. And like he asks you to, to remove it or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And like when we think about, because sometimes this is why it's important that we identify this thing, which might be good as an idol. If we had idols, like physical idols in our home, would we just leave them there? And I've been reading, or not reading, Actually, hearing sometimes of- Sometimes we do. Well, it's a good, it's Phones, a good point. computers, TVs. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But like I was um, like a, a very stark contrast to what we might idolize is people who have actually left new age sp- spiritualities, right? So, I've, I've been watching testimonies of people who come from- um, like crystals and oh, yeah. um, tarot cards and all that sort of stuff um, who are very, very like entrenched in new age spirituality. And God opened their eyes that this was all demonic stuff and this is not true, real um, light. And what did they do with all of these objects that they had in their, their home, that the crystals and the cards? Did they sell them for profit to the next person so that they can have these demon- demonic encounters? They went and to but the middle of true. nowhere and buried those things so that no one else would make use of them. Mm. And that's the extreme, um, like that's how extreme we should be with our idols. And let me finish because <laughs> it's like, oh no, but should I really leave I don't know this this job, job or should I really um I've just got to watch my mouth today, but <laughs> but it's how extreme do I need to be but what did Jesus like Jesus said if your hand causes you to stumble chop it off cut it off <laughs> if your eye causes you to sin gouge it out like that is such an ex- is God does does Jesus actually mean physically <laughs> gouge your eyeball out no because like in terms of lust even a blind man can lust yeah. right but that is how extreme we should be dealing with our sin and with idol worship in our life. Can I say um, so? Something. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Just on that point, something a bit funny. Mm. Um, last year, I have these these conversations with with people from church, um, and I was like, "No, I think he's being literal." Everyone's like, "What do you mean <laughs> being literal?" And I was like, "That's like the 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 saying is about this passage." Yeah, about this yeah, passage. Okay. He, he says, if your hand causes you to to stumble or mm. whatever it is, chop it off. Mm. If your eye causes you to sin, mm-hmm. pluck it out, gouge mm-hmm. it out. And I was like, look, I think he's being fully legit. Mm. 
The only thing is my hand doesn't cause me to, to, to stumble. Mm. Like if, if my hand's not there, mm-hmm. I mean, like I can chop my hand, mm-hmm. but I can still find other ways to mm-hmm. probably do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. My eyes, I have a whole imagination that is mm-hmm. unfortunately a bit too wild. Mm-hmm. Like if I could pluck out my imagination or that, that part of my imagination. <laughs> you just <laughs> cut your own brain out. <laughs> like he's being like the seriousness of sin, serious, seriousness mm. of sin is mm. that. But mm. like if my hand does cause me to sin and if I, mm-hmm. it's like a, uh, mm. it's like a cancer. If there's yep. cancer in your, yep. your, your body, you're mm. going to chop it off mm. because to save the rest of your, yep. your body. It's, that's the seriousness. Yeah. Sorry, I just- and so like you might say, like you're going back to crystals, which is a very easy thing to explain this concept. Like if, if God showed you that crystals, it, it is an inanimate object that you might have yeah. in your home. It, God created it. Like it is a beautiful looking crystal. But once upon a time, you were relying on that crystal for good fortune, mm. right? That, which it, like this is this is like a positive thing for you yeah but it's a spiritual thing like All good right. fortune like All if right. i study with this or if i put it in my you know like pocket when i go to an exam or whatever it is like relying on this for some sort of miracle or like spiritual help means like it's no longer just a beautiful object that God created. It's always going to have those roots in spirituality. Mm, and that's yeah. why if God opens your eyes to an idol in your life, don't just say, you know what, I'm going to leave it in my home and not carry it around with me into the exam room anymore. Or I'm no longer going to think of it as giving good fortune to me. The, how extreme they should, you should be burying that. Mm. You should be burning it. Like, so I think for me, when I've, when I, 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 because I haven't viewed certain things as idols, I've always left them in my life to some degree and, and the roots grew deep yeah. and I would turn to those idols in moments of weakness, in moments of insecurity, and I would get comfort in them in those moments. But my insecurity over time just deepened and deepened and deepened. Mm-hmm. And I felt I actually had to cut it off i had to delete i had to actually remove it from the root with right. god's help like yeah. i, I was it was a very scary thing to imagine yeah, myself sure. doing this but that that's yeah that's that's yeah. how extreme we should be dealing with yeah. it in our lives and and dealing with it like so this was the point i was <clears throat> i was trying to make earlier um we just we, we just keep, mm-hmm. keep going tangent, but um you said you felt so free mm. it was probably i, I don't know very tough for you from mm. what you're saying maybe one of the toughest things that you had to do and with the rich man probably mm. the toughest thing he had to do with all mm. of his money is sell all of his possessions mm. give it to the poor mm-hmm. like okay that's a lot you're asking god mm-hmm. thing is god knows exactly what we need mm. he has exactly what we need mm. so him asking you to mm. give up maybe what he's given you or mm. whatever what you feel like he's given mm-hmm. you he knows what what's in store for you after mm, that. He does. Is so much greater. You know what I love? The image of Jesus and the little girl with the teddy bear. And you've got Jesus and he's he's looking down at this little girl who doesn't want to give this little teddy bear to Jesus. But she can't see that behind Jesus' back, he's holding a huge... He's holding a whale. <laughs> he's holding the whale. If you don't have video, Tamara bought a, a whale. And it's very cute, the thing tomorrow. But yes. <laughs> um, and you know, 
something Bobby said to me, which I, I love, this is Bobby's testimony is he says, the more you give up for God, the, I don't know, I'm going to butcher this quote, (laughs) but the more you give up for God, the more he gives of himself to you. Mm. Like God has given everything to us, but it's like, there's no room for us to accept that when we've already got 80% of our heart occupied. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know what? The other scripture that comes to mind is the greatest commandment, which is to love God with our whole heart, with all of our affections and our emotions, with our minds, with our thoughts, um, with our intellect, um, with our whole soul, like everything that we are, and with our strength, all of our abilities and giftings and unique things that God has given to, to us, our energy. And what I didn't realize is that my thoughts were being consumed by things that were not God. My heart was being consumed by things that were not God. They were being consumed by idols in my life. And I, I had for such a long time, I hadn't identified a lot of these things as idols. Um, but you, you know something is an idol if it is the first thing that you think about in the morning and it's the last thing that you think about or the last thing that you scroll mm-hmm. through before you go to, go to sleep. That is absolutely unquestionably an idol. Mm-hmm. And... Um, like, think, yeah, yeah, it I, is. I think like 95% of us <laughs> yeah, probably have the same idol with our phones. And yes, stuff, like, 100%. Yeah, but, but I think it goes beyond having a phone. I think it's often what we're doing on our phone. Yeah, yeah. That, sure. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, they're, they're just recent lessons I feel God has sort of been teaching me. And by no means have I fully um, arrived at where I need to be. And this is something, you know, when you, when you ask me, like, how is life now? I'd say, like, praise God. It is, God is good. And I feel that um, I have this real peace that I am where God wants me today. Mm. But I'm not where God wants me tomorrow because God wants me to be more godly tomorrow. God wants me to be more like Christ tomorrow. He wants me to grow more than in terms of how much I love him tomorrow. So that's the peace that we can have as believers. It is not possible to have that peace with, I'm going to say it with, with idols Mm. and those idols, it could be something, it could be a job. Like I'm not discounting that that might be a reality for Christians out there, but I think a lot of the time we idolize our future Mm. and we idolize relationships and we idolize marriage and we idolize, um, it could be friendships even, or it could be, um, it could be sports, could be, could be sports. Um, it, it could be, could be money. Like there's, there's, yeah, there's a whole plethora of things. That, I think, I think money is probably yeah. a very big one. Money, definitely a lot more with, with men. I feel you've got a lot of young, ambitious boys wanting to just make a whole lot of money in this world. It's like, I just don't like, no, I, I get it. When I was younger, I definitely had that in my heart, but I'm like, money doesn't make me happy. Like it actually doesn't like I'm, I'm happiest. Like I, I'm, I feel like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a simple person. Like it, it, like people make me happy. Church makes me happy. Family makes me happy. Um, material things like traveling the world, like, yes, that's great. And that's a privilege and a blessing, but is it going to actually make me happy? Like, no. Being with, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Have a, 
like recently I've come to terms of like, I'm never going to be rich. Like I, I, I never had the, the like desire to be rich. Mm. I didn't, couldn't care less. Mm. Um, but I've come to terms recently. I'm like, I'm not going to have a lot of money mm. because the, the way I think that God is like sending me, mm-hmm. like there's no money involved. Yep. <laughs> so I have to like, for my future wife, I said, <laughs> said a disclaimer now. Yes. May God send you a faithful woman who is going to support you through that. Yeah. Um, but you know what? When you think about our God, like the God that we love and the God that we worship, he is his special, what he specializes in riches. He has created heaven. Like, you know, like, and the Bible actually says in Ephesians that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And if you read Ephesians, it talks a lot about riches and mm. and blessings and pros- like it, prosperity in that sense, but in the spiritual sense. And so God has created eternity for us to enjoy riches mm. and the fullness of joy and the fullness of like prosperity right i think there's there's a verse in colossians where it talks about like us having an inheritance with an inheritance (laughs) you know it's a guaranteed inheritance like we're sealed with the spirit guaranteeing our eternal inheritance but then you think also about how lowly our god is and he doesn't just specialize in riches and he's not he's not just so far away from the earth that he created but he's actually so lowly yeah and then you think about philippians 2 and how christ left glory in heaven and not only took on the form of a human, but also took on the form of a servant. So, and not yeah. only that, but he became obedient to death. And not just any death, but the death on a cross. The most humiliating, embarrassing, painful death. Yes, we've got Jonah's tattoo <laughs> on full display. Yeah. So, God, he, he is the absolute... There's no one richer than God. And there's no one... No, maybe I can't say this, but, but God knows... God's heart is actually for the poor, mm. right? Um, so, I, I think, you know, I, I, I thank God I don't, I, I feel, I struggle with many things, but greed isn't the, one of the top 10 things. <laughs> um, I, yeah, money genuinely just doesn't make me happy yeah. the way that other things make me happy. And that means that I'm, I'm more likely to be led, led astray by people than by other things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think I think yeah. it's 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 cool to have different perspectives because someone like probably will be struggling with mm. the love of money. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a sin to be to be wealthy, mm. but to have the love of money, is like idolize money, is the I mean the root of all evil. The root of all evil. Um, but for for someone, they wouldn't have the same struggles as us. Mm-hmm. Like they will struggle with let's say love yep. of money. Yep. We struggle with other things. We struggle 100%. with pride. We struggle with totally, like. And they might not struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, I think, yeah. Uh, if you are like, we're not gonna, we're not trying to, um, what's the word, like disregard your your struggles. No, 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 definitely like, not. Like I, I, I know have... greed is a real thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I probably spoke a little bit arrogantly about it, no, but that's okay. um, yeah, hundred percent. We all struggle in different ways, and yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't even have to be necessarily about greed because yeah. it could be like, oh, I'm just trying to provide for my family, just mm. trying to like. Yeah. To I've just noticed it's it's definitely a trend with with like younger boys wanting to, and it's this ambition that we all sort of maybe have a little bit of as men, of uh, you know, I want to 
provide. Right. I want to provide yeah. and I want to, I don't know, some people sure. are like business minded. I want to have a business and I want to yeah. do this and I want to buy property and then I want to invest in X, Y, and Z. And it's, it's this, uh, it's also become a more of a cultural thing with all of these different things that you can invest in as well. Um, yeah, that is definitely something like, even for me, I want to provide for my family. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean with, with like a, a big house and mm. all that stuff. Like, it could just be with like I'm providing them with everything I have, mm-hmm. um, and God will provide me with what I need. Mm. Um, God's not going to leave me out for for dust because yep. God cares for me. He yep. loves me, and He will teach me how mm-hmm. to provide for my family yep. when when I mean I have a family. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, if I have a family. totally. <laughs> One thing I thought I th- was really cool, a conversation we had, Joan, a couple of weeks ago was about imposter syndrome. I know you low-key got into it with Sarah, but I feel like you, you didn't get as deep as we did. Um, Before we get into it? Yeah. Let's take the Polaroid now. Oh, now? Yeah. Okay, let's do so, it. So, like when... Because it takes some time to ready. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Let's do the Polaroid. Because um, you didn't say... You said you didn't want to go for an hour and a oh, half. An hour and 15. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I told you it goes fast. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, okay. If you're on audio, we are... I need to, I need to be more mm. um, mindful of the people that are just listening to audio. Because yes. sometimes I do hand action. Okay. Maybe we can do some like background elevator music. <laughs> elevator music. Um, um, which so red button? button? Do you want flash red? Off? Yeah, red flash. Button. I like flash. All right, red button at the top. You take it. Red button. That that's the yes. photo. Yeah. Is the flash on? Uh, let me see. Turn around. Yeah, flash okay. is on. All right, dope. All right, I'm just. Do gonna... you want me to do anything? Just sit here. I'm you... gonna do it like Bobby, where my neck is gonna be poking through. <laughs> okay. All right. Your long neck. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's do this one. All right, one, two. Huh? Do you press it? Right. All right. What do I do with that, jokes? Uh, I'm gonna take that. Take that out. Yo. Okay. This, uh, secret cupboard. <laughs> you can see all the guitars. <laughs> <laughs> More. All right. Um. Sorry, all the board games are in there. So I love that. Um. So funny you say that mm. about imposter syndrome. Maybe. I feel like not everyone knows what it is. Can you define what imposter syndrome yeah. is? So, firstly, I did. Uh, we do speak it about. Well, oh, jokes! You've already spoken about no, this. We, okay. we, don't, we briefly, me and Fadi spoke. Fadi about spoke it. about. It. Okay, all right. The cool. funny thing is, I uh, I used the text messages that we sent to each oh, other. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Then you I know what? I didn't say. No, we'll okay. talk about it because right. we didn't go that deep. Okay. But I literally, I didn't use your name while reading it because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if he wants it. Um, well, now you know. <laughs> now you know. Um, but yeah, it was honestly like I don't know the, those mm. messages. I don't know why it hit me so hard. Even mm-hmm. like they were weird because some of the messages that I was sending was hitting hard. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. know this. I'm just coming up with mm-hmm. it now. Yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about it. It's very good, and I okay. think a lot of people will be struggling with it. Well, um, how would you define imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome. So you actually you gave a, a term to it. Did I? Like in my, in like, cause I didn't, I didn't ever call the imposter syndrome, but then you're okay. like, yeah, that's imposter oh, syndrome. I identified it. I diagnosed it. <laughs> you diagnosed it. <laughs> um, so you want me to define it? Yeah. You, okay. So I would say imposter syndrome is, I actually struggle to define this. Honestly, Google it. <laughs> um, I, my lousy definition would be that imposter syndrome is a situation where 
you feel you are a fraud and that people are, I don't know, you're a fraud and, and you're, people think that you are the- Something you're not. Something you're not. Like you are, when people, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I think that like- it's, I'm going to Google me, it right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. But it's you thinking- that mm-hmm. other people think that you are something that you're not. Yes. <laughs> That's a bit confusing. Okay. Um, Let's see what Google says. Imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways. The, this condition often results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities. Yeah. Interesting. Um. But I think this is a real thing in the Christian life. Oh, yeah. Massive. Um, <laughs> where, like, we're such encouraging people and people always have really beautiful hearts and they just want to encourage you and say nice things to you. And as someone who is defi- has definitely struggled with imposter syndrome, like, now I, I feel I'm in a different place. To I was in a, a difficult sort of job before and I it was... Yeah, a big thing consuming me mm. at the time. But you, you you go to church and people see you like they. I'm on. I'm in a very public ministry. Like I'm always on stage, and um, I, people make assumptions about that. The fact that I'm just such a godly, um, you know, spiritual person when I might be knees deep in sin that people don't see, see in front of them. Um, so, and it can manifest in your in your job. It could be in your relationship. It could be in friendships or other scenarios where people think you're, I don't know, like, yeah, you're, you're something that you're not essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's, y- it's um, I think this, so the, the, the context was, I mean, I shared in the Sarah mm-hmm. podcast was mm-hmm. the, the wedding thing. I told mm-hmm. him the story weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, he just said, you're like, yeah, that's imposter syndrome. I was like, mm-hmm. what on earth is imposter syndrome? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, and then we started talking about, well, I, I started talking about our old self and our new self. Mm. Um, this is in a Christian setting. Mm. It doesn't work in other mm. settings. Um, but we, we have, we were promised or we're told to, die to our old self, mm-hmm. meaning the person we were before we knew Christ, the worldly, the f- full of sin mm-hmm. uh, person, mm. we're, we're told to each day die to that person. Mm-hmm. That person has to be long gone, like mm. buried, mm-hmm. <laughs> buried like the idols and all that stuff. Um, and we are now our new self mm. because we died to our old self. Mm. Um, so our new self is is refined. It's, it's new. It's... Mm-hmm who God calls us to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was saying there are times where our old self, mm. we dip into that. We sort of become our old self. And yep. that's that's when we feel, we, we feel an imposter when we're our new self, mm-hmm. but we're actually being an imposter when we're our old self. Yes. Because, <laughs> because that's not who we're called to be. Yes. Um, but that's not who we are. Yes. It's not just who we're called to be. Yeah, yes. God has made us new. Yeah, yes. God has given us a brand new identity. And our new identity, it's so incredibly difficult to believe that I am holy somehow. 
God has made me holy. Like I'm literally, when God looks at me, he doesn't see me and all of my shortcomings and failures and sins and mistakes and guilt and shame. He actually sees Christ and he sees the perfection and the righteousness and the holiness of Christ when he looks at me. Um, So I feel like such a fraud when I think about, instead of being like filled with wonder and amazement and just praise and thanks to God, I, I... I'm stuck in this imposter syndrome where I'm like, no, that's not true. And it's actually, now that I think about it, it's, it's rooted in doubt and unbelief. If I actually believed who God says I am, I, I well, you're right. The imposter is, is, my old, is the old man mm-hmm. and the real me, like the real Stephen, the real Jonah, um, the real you <laughs> is... <laughs> um, is that you are a new creation. You are who God says you are. You are a child of God. You are free from condemnation. Um, You are eternally secure. All of the things that God says about you in his word are the truest things. Like, is there anything more true than God's word? Is what I think of you true? Is what other people think of you true? Is what you think of you true? Mm. Um, What people who don't like you think about you or what people who love you think about you. What God thinks of you is the most... That is the most important opinion. Yeah. That is the most important, um, like, truest thing that identifies us. Died. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, to think, like, because we we were this, like, I'm going to say pretty brutal, but we mm. were this pathetic, mm-hmm. like, just just piece of trash useless (laughs) yeah useless. we had no worth undeserving Mm -hmm. all these things i mean we're Mm -hmm. still undeserving Mm -hmm. but worthless Mm. like just Mm. useless Mm. and then god made us into something refined and we're still getting refined we're we're reaching perfection like Mm. he sees us as like Mm. like it's wild it it is wild it's um, it's hard to believe but that's why children have a easier you know time believing these things mm -hmm. because they're simple-minded and adults are so complicated and we need to make things because we've done worse yeah we feel like oh there's no way he loves me um but he does (laughs) he loves the worst of the worst it's uh, true it's all of us (laughs) it's very true Um, Oh, I had something cooking in my brain, but I can't but it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. That's happened like five times. <laughs> um, what was I saying? This happens too much. There was um, one other thing. If I keep going, yeah, that I was gonna. If I if I remember, I'll bring. Yeah, it back. bring it up. But I was having a really interesting conversation with my cousin yesterday about. Um, it's sort of like self worth. And how we view ourselves and, and a, what, what does a healthy view of yourself look like? Because what does Jesus say as like the second most important commandment? He says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And obviously, you've got that false humility of people think, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the, no, 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 I'm, and it's, That's me. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it is you, no, I'm um, but I'm not, no, it's fine. It um, but, but no, but like, let's be honest. Also, like the apostles, Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. Yeah. Um, like I'm the worst of the worst. Um, but 
I, I'm just curious to know what you think about that, Jonah. Like, do, do, how do you feel? What is a balanced, godly um, view on how, how, do, how should we view ourselves? Okay. So, this or, is- or, or let me change this differently. <laughs> okay. How should, how, what, like, what does it mean to love yourself? Oof. Okay. So, I'm going to give a back, back story. Hmm. 2020 again mm. word of life word of life mm. <laughs> uh it was important you're a shout out to word of life <laughs> <laughs> um we had we had a psychologist come up okay uh she she ran like a seminar i don't know and it was one thing that i was struggling at this time mm. uh maybe it was imposter syndrome whatever it was i mm-hmm. can't remember the specifics but one thing she said she brought that up mm-hmm. the the second commandment mm-hmm love your neighbor as yourself Mm. and she says she says as yourself Mm. that means you need to love yourself Mm. Um, loving your neighbor as yourself it's like Mm -hmm. will you really truly be able to love your neighbor Mm. if you don't love yourself Mm. (sighs) Mm. Uh, that's tough and that that hit me that hit me hard because Mm. i'm like i don't feel like i love myself Mm. i'm so self-pitiful uh just like mm. critical yeah criticize like it's this constant dialogue that i've struggled with in my mind of just you're just always making mistakes mm. and you're always doing the wrong and you're never doing good enough mm. for yourself or for god for other people you, that that's that's the the thinking that i've sort of struggled with yeah uh and this this is going to sound a bit weird mm. but something that helps me is that let's say like i love you a lot mm. I can see my sins to like, like I know the sins that I've done. I know how disgusting I'm, pathetic I am. I, I don't love myself like this is gonna sound like get messed up. But let's say I don't love myself as like as I love you. Mm-hmm. But you've actually probably done the same things mm. <laughs> that I have done. Mm-hmm. So like, why can I not? Why can I love you and not myself? Mm. I mean. It's because I'm ignorant to what you've done, and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. If, if you've done all the sins in front of me, then mm-hmm. maybe it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one thing. Mm-hmm. The main thing mm-hmm. is that God loves me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, if He has found worth in me, mm-hmm. He's found the use in me. Mm-hmm. Like that is that alone. Mm-hmm. Like I need to love mm-hmm. myself because God loves me. He shows mm-hmm. me that I am worth something. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not deserved of the deserved of the worth. I'm not deserved to be used by him, mm. but he still uses me. He still mm. gives me worth. And I mean, now I have a calling. I have meaning. I have mm-hmm. like, I, I was speaking to a, a friend from work, non, non-believer. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, like he was, we were just having a conversation and I was like, you know, like I have the meaning of life. Mm. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, for me, it's just to serve God with everything I have, with everything I do serve wow. God. And then I asked him, "What do you have a meaning of life?" And he's like, "No." Wow, that broke my heart because mm. that's what I've been saved from. Like mm. this whole life that I'm living now, mm-hmm. like I have meaning. If I if if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for God, what He did for me, there is no meaning. Mm. Like imagine living on this earth, just existing, not having yep. worth, not having meaning, not having mm-hmm. use. Like. I mean, that's not why we do things, but mm. like that is such a blessing that we have from God because yeah. he loved us that much. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure I can love myself a little yeah. bit more than I do. Um, yeah, those. Can I even ask a little bit more of a personal question now? What do you love about yourself? <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. See, I could talk, talk about all the bad things. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to hear what you love about yourself. Um, I think the, again, it's, it's what God's given or, me. Or okay. can I ask, what, what do you think you're good at? Maybe put it that way. What do you think God has given you in terms of abilities that God has, that, that you think you're good at? Okay. Um, again, every time you ask a question, I have, I have like backstory to my, <laughs> um, I'll give a little backstory. I have always said, I don't have any natural talents and I still believe it. I still believe it. <laughs> Just hear me out because I, I don't have talents in playing instruments. Uh, even the football talents that I have, even the football talents that I have, it wasn't natural talent. It was stuff that I had to work on. <laughs> like, okay. This, this is in my thought process. Natural talents, but to be honest, mm. I don't need them. Mm-hmm. God has given me the ability to to serve with everything I have, even if mm-hmm. I'm not the best at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've, I screw up a lot on AV, but mm-hmm. I mean, God still allows me to to serve in AV mm-hmm. with the youth. But can I say, mm. I've been so mm-hmm. blessed, mm-hmm. like at youth, mm-hmm. one of the youth members, if you're watching, mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Um, I've known him like probably for like two months now, mm-hmm. but I've only been speaking to him for a few weeks. Oh man, this is going to get me emotional. Oof, okay. <laughs> On literally on Friday, mm. like I, I was telling him about my testimony a little bit, mm. and then he shared, and then I saw like when went like tell me about yours, and he's like, no, no, I said I was eight. He asked me how old were you when you were saved. I said I was mm. eight. And he's like, oh, you're double my age. I was like, and then I I saw like, oh, really? Okay, I mean, no, you're half my age. Half sorry. my age. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and I was like, I, that sort of just, and then I went back to him. It's like. Wait, you were 16. How old are you now? I was like 16. I was like, oh, so it happened recently. And he's like, yeah, and I think it's because of you. And I was like, what? I was like, bro, I haven't, like, in my head, I haven't mm. done anything. Mm. Like, genuinely, mm-hmm. like, like, wow. oh, bro, it was, and, and something, oh, man, sorry. Mm. Um, honestly, the biggest blessing I could ask for mm. that, this, if you watch the first part, podcast, one of the goals for this year is to be, evangelistic and mm-hmm. have evangelism like be better mm. and even though i haven't been better in evangelism even the small impact that i had mm. or like what i thought was small mm. was a massive impact on someone's mm. life like stuff like mm. that i know i haven't really answered your question because mm. i can't really put words to it mm. but like just mm. god using me with just i guess being diligent in serving mm. i think is so i mm. I've been, I've looked at my spiritual gifts, mm. I think serving and giving mm-hmm. and possibly leading yeah, okay. three. Yeah, three. good. Um, and it's funny because giving was part of of his, like, so pretty much I, I had I had it on my heart to get him mm-hmm. a Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to the youth leaders, mm-hmm. asked, like, should I get him a Bible? And then mm. someone got him a Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because... <laughs> They were like, nah, like, let's get it together. Then mm-hmm. someone's like, I'll just get it. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knew it was from me, mm-hmm. technically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like 
so so God used mm. my giving mm-hmm. gift in my surfing gift mm-hmm. to impact someone's life. And I yep. was like, so I think <laughs> I don't really answer your question, but that- no, but you did, you did because you're aware of the thing, like when you, you mentioned um, leadership and you mentioned servant mm. or service, um, those are like giftings from God. And um, I think I, I've, I've got a select few of, people in my life who I go, you guys are the, are the servants. Like you guys have servant hearts, not in a derogatory way, but in a, seriously, in a <laughs> way <asleep>. of, <laughs> I, I honor you, like how natural it is. Mm. And I was saying this to, to one of my friends, like you will see a need before it even comes up. And before it comes up, you will go and get ready to meet that need. Mm. And that's what a, a real servant heart is. I don't have that. And my heart is not that big. And so it, I think the reason I asked the question is is because it feels a little bit taboo to love yourself because we we've we're just so cautious of being Probably proud people, yeah. and we we definitely need and we all struggle with humility and 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 that's such an important thing and Jesus obviously modeled that so perfectly yeah. and he says blessed are the poor in spirit blessed are the meek. Um, and so it is important that we balance that, but we obviously don't want to have that false humility of thinking, mm. Lord, I'm not good at anything. Like how, how could you insult God? God has made you uniquely. God has made you wonderfully. He's put a lot of thought and um, like precision into how he has molded you. You are not like the next person. Um, and I think it's important that we know what makes us unique and we know and it's it is a it's a journey like learning what you what God has blessed you with, but I think it for me it's sort of helped me understand it's helped me have a healthy view of myself, mm. not thinking that I'm greater than I am, um, but just love like Lord, like this is how I feel like Lord I love how you've made me you have mm. made me differently, yeah, um, and I'm not I I don't have the, the same servant heart that you do. Um, but I think, Lord, you've given me a really um, like a deep mind and I think about things very deeply. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, um, you know, when it comes to reading your word, what you what you show me, what you and for me, like that, that's such a humbling thing. It's not something that makes me like, no, this came from you, God. Mm-hmm. So how could I boast about it? And, and it's and I think sometimes we misuse our gifts in a way where we don't realize our worth. Mm. And so when we start using those gifts the way God's intended for them to be used, we actually learn to love ourselves. So I think, um, yes, we, we, we definitely should be humble um, before God and before each other. And what does it say? Is it Philippians where it says, um, consider others? Oh, yeah. My favorite verse. <laughs> Can you quote it to me? <laughs> yes. Um Oh, I can quote it for you. <laughs> I've got the first word. Um, wow, what's the first word? It's Philippians 2, yeah? Yeah, Philippians, Philippians 2, 2, chapter, 2, chapter, chapter verse, 2, verse, verse 7. Th- no, verse 3, verse, verse 3, three. Yeah, verse 3, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, wow. Look, my brain is saying- Oh, do nothing from selfish ambition. Um, or conceit you, or something. No, no jokes, you, keep going. Do nothing from selfish ambition. But in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Count others more significant yeah. than yourself. That's literally yourselves. my favorite. That's really bad. I mean, literally. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, when sorry, yeah. it might be selfish ambition and conceit and vain oh. conceit or something like that. I don't know. I may be conflating ten different verses together. But yeah, so obviously there's a, and I feel like we preach humility a lot, but it like loving ourselves as wonderful, unique creations of God that he has designed mm. so specifically. And like the, the, the fact that we all have a different fingerprint, how wonderful is that? Yeah, how, how incredible is that? Right. Um, but we all have different gifts and Jonah, I, you have so many gifts. It's not about, do you play an instrument? That is such a cop <laughs> out. Said natural talent. It, it's such a cop out. Um, but you like one of your gifts, which I've already s- s- spoken about is your realness and your, you are unafraid to talk about your struggles, mm. which takes a lot of strength. Um, and, and it's. It, it, you clearly you don't fear man the way I fear man, right? And clearly you don't struggle with um, pride the same way I do. I'm sure you still struggle with pride, uh, but yeah. <laughs> for me that there's an element of I'm not going to share what really bothers me until mm. I'm past it. Mm. That's pride, because some of my very open, expressive friends I'll go through life with them, right? But I will often struggle alone because I'm I'm like embarrassed to, yeah. to show people that I'm struggling. Um, so. That, that, that's one of your superpowers, Jonah. And that, that like, that's, I've had to learn so much from people like you and, and people like Bobby. Um, and it, it's a, it's a humbling thing. Um, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just think, you know, if you don't know what you're good at, maybe you should ask God. Mm. And if you don't know what makes you unique, because it, look, it's, it's funny. God is making every believer into the same image. We are all being conformed to the image of Christ. But in the same way, whilst we are all becoming more Christ-like, that doesn't take away from our uniqueness. Um, So, and I wish I had some, some like, no, Psalm 139 comes to mind. Like, like when you, when you, you, yeah, when you think about how God has created us Mm. and how his thoughts are so great and vast um, and towards us, like me, like a little ant on this earth in light of the universe that he's created. Like the earth is literally God's footstool. He just like he, what's the quote we, we learned at camp? It's God, um, God rules the universe with his feet up. Because there's a verse in Isaiah <laughs> chapter 66 verse 1, which says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool, yeah. right? So God is so incredibly great and mighty and yet... He has put thought into me and he has, wild. he has, so but he has so much thoughts towards me. Like he has more thoughts towards me than I have of him. Every right? little intricate detail about everything. The way think, the way and, and what does Jesus are. say? The very hairs of your head are numbered. Yeah. So, um, we ask, you are special. I am special. Mm. Um, we have differences in terms of what God has gifted us with. Um, but when we start to learn those quirks and differences, like we actually, we, we, it brings out praise in our life and it brings out humility and it, it's Lord, thank you for making me this way. Yeah, I love sure. that you have made me so um, intentionally and you have designed me so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And I pray that I would use that in a way that glorifies you because we'll, we'll use our <laughs> gifts for things we want, but that's not why God has designed us with these gifts. Like mm-hmm. we use gifts to get, yeah, yeah. Pretty much to get what you want, but yeah. but when we use it in the kingdom, and this is what I've, 
I feel like I've been out of the kingdom for so long, but I'm just starting to get back into it. Like in terms of the real important ministry, worship is important. Don't get me wrong, but I think discipleship is so much more important um, and building people up in the mm-hmm. faith and worship does do that in a way. Yeah. But discipleship, when, when, when I get to use the, my experiences and the, the unique things about me to build other young men up in the faith, um, I feel like I have a greater, it's not like I'm, I love myself even more, but I have a greater um, appreciation for how God has made yeah. me. Um, but I didn't see that when I wasn't using the gifts for the kingdom. When I was using the gifts in selfish ways, I actually had a very poor self-image and people weren't appreciating the gifts that, you know, that I wanted them to. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it, God's designed it for a purpose and that purpose is to serve him and wow. not yourself. That's Bro, you are spitting. You're spitting fire, bro. <laughs> um, okay, so let's. I'm gonna unpack because there was a lot mm. there, but there was a lot that hit hard. Mm. Firstly, I always say, if if you've had a conversation like about this, like pride to me mm. recently, I say this. I say, I'm the most self-deprecating person, <laughs> but I'm the most prideful person. Oof. like one day I'll be like Jonah you're the worst you can't do anything mm. and the next like Jonah you are the best <laughs> but they're both they're both complete lies yeah <laughs> obviously mm. I don't think I'm the best thing, but they're both complete lies mm. um, it's it's funny how we, we do that because mm. we try and be humble like mm-hmm. oh, self-deprecating but mm-hmm. brother, we are being the opposite of humble mm-hmm. um, but something that you said mm. that is so cool it's how I'm going to add to it is when we actually understand mm. who we are, the gifts that we've mm. have, like love ourselves, mm. that's actually more humble mm. because, like, we appreciate God mm. so much more. Mm. Like God, again, from what I was, mm. undeserving, mm-hmm. I mean, unworthy, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. worthless, mm. all these things, mm-hmm. to what you have, what you have made me to mm. be. Bro, mm. like, yeah, it is. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, God uses me at my worst, my lowest. Mm-hmm. How much more can He use me at my best mm. when I am actually like taking these things, yep. not just throwing them away and be like I'm trash and looking at all the negatives? Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of negatives. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yep. But <laughs> why am I not looking at what yeah. God has given to me? The yep. positives, the gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, I and I can't. Like, I'm not very good at evangelizing. Mm-hmm. Mm. and that's good something that yeah. I can work on mm. and I, I will sort of focus on it but I mean I can still use the things mm. that God has given to me yeah. and mom said that to me because I shared that to I shared the youth thing mm-hmm. with her on Friday um, and she's like Jonah you, you say you want to work on evangelizing that's mm. good but God's using you without even evangelizing mm. like without you improving your evangelism and mm. without you even talking mm. Like, mm. <laughs> and she's like she reassured me. Um, mm. I still, I still, the camera died again somehow. <laughs> I still don't, like, I still want to get better at evangelizing because I think we're all called to it. Mm. But I guess, yeah, thank you for that. Bro. It's, mm. uh, it's good to understand our worth now. Yeah. Understanding what our worth before, mm-hmm. understanding our worth now. Yeah. Seeing what God has pulled mm-hmm. us from, mm-hmm. what God has made us into. The work that he's put into us, mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah, that's crazy. Like genuinely. And what does Ephesians say? Like Paul says that we are God's handiwork. We are his workmanship Mm. created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. Um, So the fact that I am God's workmanship, I'm his handiwork. Mm. Like I am a vessel for God. Like that, that is incredible that that is that is mind-blowing um yeah well well uh mm. <laughs> mm. one hour and 45 minutes mm. I, I said to Steve, he said let's go an hour to an hour and a half and i was like stephen an hour goes so quick <laughs> and he's like no no it won't sorry an hour to 45 um so no, we, good. Do, you, do you have anything else that you want to sh- look i have i can continue but we'll stop mm. it here i think we <laughs> i think we should we should let's do a part two invite yeah, me of again course, of course, of course. <laughs> you'll see steven probably like 10 more times yeah <laughs> but should we have a vote like i don't know maybe people should vote like <laughs> like who's their favorite <laughs> um no just like should we have steven back Oh. No, I'm joking. Let's not. I do don't that. know if you can do that actually. Just do a poll on on the gram. On the gram. Do yeah. we have Stephen back? Okay. <laughs> um, I am going to vote no, even though I want to come back. No, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> um, oh, we'll check the Polaroid. Oh yes. Okay, it's. Oof. I don't think it's fully developed. I look like a proper worm. <laughs> like it's not my head is yet, popping though. out of an apple. I love oh wow and my eyes are very shut I like it <laughs> no it's Wait, fine it's a vibe they're, they're, it's they're expensive I say this to everyone one shot that's it's like, like that's all it's like five dollars okay one shot is what you take. I'm here for it um you can sign it pick any of these okay um up to you sir all right do I do that like off camera do, no, the, do, it, do it now oh, yeah okay. then we'll show the camera elevator music elevator music <laughs> no um I'll, I'll just waffle while you do it um so while you prepare, are you getting ideas? <laughs> I'm trying, which text is the best one? Is what I'm wondering. Uh, people, this, this most people use pink. 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 While you get that, I'm going to tell you from now. Think about one thing that you would give advice to everyone that's watching. Me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, advice. Okay. Yeah. And you're also you're you're welcome to do the outro. If you like, okay. I'm giving the guess. Okay, okay. And then, yeah. All right. So he's, uh, let's see what he's writing. My hair looks like a mushroom top. What's going on there? It's the mushroom. It's a movie. Um, yo, okay. Let me see. I'll show the camera. It's not fully developed yet, but it is. I love it that is. there's a line. <laughs> Your neck, bro. It's, it's the neck. It's- yeah, that was fun. Love you, Jonah. Oh. Um... I think I said, yo, that was fun. And I said, love you, Jonah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Um, and you can, you can stick it up wherever you like. So you pick mm. where you stick it up. Okay. Um, you can do it now if you like. I think we're going to be humble and go in the corner. <laughs> humble. Not like everyone else. It's the else. humility for me. We're going to go next to Mads. Cute. All right. I'm going to pop that one. No, if you're if you're an audio listener, there was just random silence and whatnot. Do but that's do fine. Do do. 
this is not, not a food. Oh, it's like a oh, it's very short. No, that's I think that's just oh. a broken one. Uh huh. Okay, you go. Do we do we do? But that's short as well. No, this is a good. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that is longer. Okay. Oh, sorry. I just fix for you. Very cool. That was dope. Okay, so my <laughs> closing words of advice. Um, <laughs> um, I would give the advice I would give is I don't know. We we had we covered a lot of different topics today. I would say um, if you are someone who who isn't sure about your giftings and your uniqueness, and or you might just be doubting that. Ask God um, to show that to you. And, and the other thing I'll say is if you are struggling with that, ask yourself, what are you using those gifts for? What are you using those things that, that you may be good at? Are you using it to get things that you want or are you using those things to edify God and to serve him and serve his kingdom? Um, I think the only thing I can't help but say is in terms of advice is make sure you're in God's word Mm. um, because that is food for your soul. That is your daily bread. Mm. Um, But that, yeah, I mean like like of the topics that we covered, I feel like, yeah, that's my closing advice (laughs) in terms of the outro. um, I just want to say thank you so much for for dialing in. And if you've made it this far, you are a real one. Um, And so just please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Mm. And then hit the notification bell bell for that one. And then- um, Where can they find us? I mean, they're on YouTube. YouTube, Spotify. What else is there? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. We even have an Instagram. Yo, and sorry, the one other thing I'm sorry we didn't, I I feel like I should have done a little ASMR moment. (laughs) I couldn't do it now. Oh, no. Look, you know what worries me? Like the only thing I've been insecure about sitting in this chair is like the sounds coming out of my mouth as I Look, speak. I usually like I put filters on it. And stuff okay, so it gets really all right. Weird. We like the filter, but just a little. I'm sorry, Simon. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. If anyone is listening, I want you to put. What should they put in the chat? In the chat, in the comments. <laughs> if um, <they're> still <laughs> which okay just just give us the give us the what's a cool emoji i don't know something different um all right no is this too controversial because we spoke about idolatry <laughs> i was gonna say give us the evil eye emoji maybe not maybe <laughs> <evil> not <laughs> um I don't know. We're going to go with the evil eye emoji. Okay, Put it in there the- if you listened and you felt convicted about idolatry. Or if you didn't feel convicted by idolatry. Just, just if, put it in there. If you made it this far, then then pop it in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Stephen, for Yo, thank you. On. That was um, fun. Appreciate you. Um, he did miss Instagram and, and TikTok. What do you mean I missed it? Like, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yo, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, yeah. Um, to be honest, I've just been doing previews and stuff i haven't really doing much else but hopefully one day it's just yeah life's busy um thank you for watching (laughs) uh yeah again appreciate you should you you end on thank you friends maybe i always say peace oh peace 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 (laughs) over an hour all right we will see you next episode and peace